Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. Plus than 12 hours away from the puck drop at the Garden tonight. At least I hope so. It's 841, so that puck better drop by 841 tonight. And we are joined, we are joined right... It's 1030 start. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get underway by about 1045 tonight. Uh, and we are joined right now by our pal Andy Brickley from Nesson, former Boston Bruin, expert analyst. Brick, good morning. Morning, boys. How are we doing today? Awesome, oh, kid. Could not be more excited Game about day, tonight. Baby. Could not be more yeah, you excited. Know that, that late puck drop, actually, I like because, you know, we do our pregame show on this and out on the street on Canal Street at yes. a set from 7 8, and it takes a little while to get in the building and get up to the ninth floor. So that little delay actually helps me see the entire game. So I'm a fan of it. Well, Brick, you, you you don't have to get up the next morning uh, at the at the at the crack of dawn unless you're playing golf. So of course, of course, you like that. <laughs> hey, I'm a morning guy too, Greg. <laughs> so I get. I mean, there's some big questions about tonight. We had you on the other day talking about Chara and the jaw, and the, some reports say that he wants to play tonight, that he will play tonight. Others say he's not going to play for the rest of the series. Um, we, what have you heard about this? I've heard nothing other than everything that everybody else has heard and wondered about. And, you know, you pay attention to the coach and what he says because he's probably got his finger right on the pulse. Coach, player, medical staff will determine, obviously, whether he's, this guy's going to play or not. My expectation is that he will not play tonight, but I certainly haven't ruled him out for the series. And I say that because having seen Grizzlick on the ice yesterday, thought he looked real good, comfortable, totally aware of his yeah. surroundings. Uh, you know, he looked like he was getting ready to play tonight. And I'm okay with that lineup with Chara out and Grizzly in and just playing six defensemen. Yeah. So that would be your guess is that Grizz plays tonight? Yep. Yeah. Um, when, you know, with that injury to, to Chara, I mean, how, you know, if he were to play, how risky is that for, for a guy to, to get the, essentially get the jaw wired up and then go out there and play? Yeah, I don't know how to come at that trying to answer it as far as, you know, damage medically to him. You know, how much danger is he in? Uh, how much can he perform? How's his breathing? You know, um, I don't know. Is there a concussion protocol that he's in? Because, you know, the jar's related to a lot of concussions when you get hit. So yeah. without enough information, I can't really have an opinion one way or the other. We do know that he's an incredibly tough guy. and Most hockey players are. When you're playing for the ultimate prize, you suck up a lot of pain to be out there and and if there's anybody that can do it, you would put him probably in that category. So uh, this could be a medical decision. This could be not cleared to play if he's not going to play tonight. Yeah. Well, I will say, I you know, being someone, you know, uh, I I played with a broken jaw. The 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 whole breathing thing is 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 fake news because is it? the breathing isn't an issue, Brick. I, I 
That the issue, the issue. It is for it, you right now. Well, no. So I, little, so, I had, so I had some phlegm in my throat. Um, uh, you stay up till four in the morning and come in and do morning radio and not have phlegm in your throat. Uh, no, no. They, the, the breathing isn't isn't the issue. I you know when it comes to a broken jaw, I think the the real issue is where how the jaw's broken, how they had to fix it, and and if he can take you know even when you wear a cage or a, a, a bubble. You're you're still going to get whacked in the squash, yep. you know. Yep. So I think that's especially, basically the especially issue. by it's, this team. Yeah, yeah, right. These guys are north south, run everything through the glass. Yeah, um, they're big. Those boys are big too, and they can get around the ice pretty good. Bruins have to have their skating game, move the puck, and that takes away a lot of that heavy contact. Do you feel like um, that you know whether it's the top line or the second line that they had a real issue? with getting that puck into the zone and and that oftentimes the other night they were trying to do too much uh as one as one guy when it came to trying to get that puck uh uh in the zone yeah i thought they had problems at both ends i didn't think they had enough clean breakouts and i put a lot of that on the forwards not coming down deeper getting open for the defensemen you know ease the burden that's on these guys because they're under you know, a heavy forecheck by St. Louis, so you got to help them out. They did that great in game three. They got away from it in game four. And then in the offensive zone, you're right, turning down chances to put pucks on net. You know I mean? Nice shorthanded goal. Why? Shot on goal, rebound for Carlo. I mean, it's a pretty simple formula. you got a goaltender that I don't think can withstand a good offensive attack by Boston if they want to shoot the puck on this kid. I think that was evident in game three. So to not have quantity and or quality in game four on your offense makes no sense. But a lot of that is they didn't come out of their own zone with the puck. They didn't have the puck enough. They know that. That's how you beat St. Louis. We saw it in game one, certainly second and third periods, and we saw a lot of it along with the power play in game three. And I'm convinced that the Bruins are a better team if they just play their game, which is skate and don't be overly concerned with the physical aspect of the game. Just play, move the puck, own the puck, and attack the goalie. And I think it's a simple formula that they're well aware of. Yeah, you do, yeah. Brick. You don't believe Binnington can could steal a game, right? If they if they put if they put rubber on them, it, 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 it's going to pay off. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I talked to a couple of guys that, you know, covering the series, former goalies in the NHL, and they know the position certainly better than I do. And I, I voiced my opinion prior to the series about Bennington, and they were in agreement. They didn't. They thought you could score on him off the rush. You could score on rebounds. He's a great story, awesome, you know, helped turn that team around from last place now to the Stanley Cup final. But based on what I'm watching, he's very beatable. But they're not – they don't seem to be some – from – at times, they don't seem to be taking the shot when it's their brick. Agreed, agreed, and uh, and and I don't know why that is. They need to be reminded that you know sometimes when you make a play like Charlie Coyle's goal, you know when Johansson fakes the shot and zips it across. I mean that's that's a beautiful goal. It's a it's a it's a well executed play, but it's put in play because you've been shooting the puck earlier in the game. You know you can freeze the goal, you can move him out of the net. He's expecting the shot, then you can make that pass, but. If you're overpassing right from the get-go and you're not putting the puck on net, those seams won't open up and you won't get the chances that you probably should be getting. And you may not know this because you're not a doctor, but when it comes to Grizzlick being cleared from the protocol to in, in order to play tonight, what exactly does that take? Well, there's a, there's a long progressive list of, of tests that you have to pass. And then it's all based on the baseline that you set for yourself back in training camp. 
Uh, and that's a discussion for another day because, you know, you hear stories about these players that kind of fudge the baseline. You know, they get a little stupid in training camp because <laughs> they want that baseline to be something that they can pass, even right. if they're a little groggy. You know? so, yeah. But that's about all I know as far as the protocol and the progressive steps that are required. That You know, they have a very uh, detailed, accurate, you know, line of test that you have to pass because you know how – how hot topic button concussions are in professional sports. How um, how have you felt about the officiating so far in the Stanley Cup final, Andy Brickley? I've tried to ignore it. You know, it's one of the things I hate most about the job that I do, and sometimes I get a little too caught up in, in, in evaluating the officiating throughout the course of the regular season. The way I look at it is, and Bruce Cassidy talked about this, uh, you know, they have an evaluation system, the rating system. They're evaluated all year long, and based on that, the best refs are available uh, for the Stanley Cup final. And, uh, you know, there's whatever number, three, four, five of them in a, in a rotation in this series, and you expect them to be the best. So I try to ignore them. I try to take a player's mentality and just play through it. You hope there's a consistency to it. But, um, yeah, you could you could argue some calls, obviously, in both directions. You just hope that it's uh, it's a fair game, and they call them as they see them, and you just got to trust it and live with it. I mean that that was a complete embarrassing embellishment the other night by Tarasenko. I mean, and and there's you got and you you you, you, know, you know what I mean? Grabbing your face, there's, there was zero contact yes. made. It's embarrassing. But it's a game they play these it's, days, it's, Hildar. Uh, I know, but it's you know? But, but Brick, aren't you as somebody who played when you played? Aren't you embarrassed by it? Um. Yeah, the egregious ones are embarrassing, you know, and, and but where do you draw the line? And, and players, it almost seems like they're, I don't know if they're encouraged, but I think they're taught anything up around the head, just snap your head back and, yeah. you know, maybe you draw a call. And Yeah, that's not one of the things we love about the game, but it is a reality, and that's what players are taught to do now. And, you know, St. Louis would argue uh, Carlo going down when Perron on the back check was a dive. I mean, there's a lot of embellishment that could be argued throughout this series, and Tarasenko obviously was one of them. But, you know, again, you got to play through it. You disagree with it. You try to you try to you try to figure out what the refs are calling, and then you play to that style. And if drawing penalties is going to be part of it, because that's the way they're going to call it, there's no harm in doing it because it's all about winning. Whatever it takes to win a hockey game, that's in play. Well, today is. Bruins president Cam Neely's birthday, and is it possible that he is the flag banner captain this evening, or would he uh, would would he would he turn that down? Do you have any information about who it's going to be tonight, Brick? Oh, uh, if if I had to have an opinion on that, it would be definitely no. He wouldn't be the guy. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that's a bone move uh, right I there. He, I don't think he would want uh, it. I don't think he would yeah, do that. No, yeah. I don't yeah, know. And, and you know, I, it was funny. We were talking about embellishing, and I got one name for you, Claude Lemieux. It's been going on since the beginning of time. <laughs> well. Uh, hopefully we won't have – are we going to have Brett Hull in our building flipping off our players uh, <laughs> tonight, Brick, like he was the other night? Uh, he's a unique individual, isn't he? I yeah, mean, that, that, that was – I mean, I feel like they're, like one of you guys who played during the time that Brett Hull played ought to go to St. Louis and uh, get something going with him for flipping off our players like that. I mean, it's, uh, that, that, that is also wildly offensive. <laughs> well, it's going to be a knockout game one way or the other, right? Game six. Yeah. yeah. 
You guys should take your show out there. I know. Ooh, I know. Look at you. Does, uh, you want to party with we, me, don't you? We try to. Uh, <laughs> we try not, Rick. These days, we try not to put LB in positions where things might go horribly wrong. Right. Uh, I, think, right. uh, I think you. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that'd be a job in itself. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, I, I. You know, LB mentioned the stat the other day that eighty percent of the teams that win the game tonight, that win Game Five go on to to win the Stanley Cup uh, it, you know is it do you believe that it is really that important to win this one tonight I mean it's a best of three but you really you want to win this one tonight right yeah obviously but I don't put any stock in those percentages you know I just think back to 2011 so every that whole playoffs you know the way it went you know it was just tossing numbers you know flipping them over yeah so uh, I really don't try to the percentages are there for a reason because it's you know, it's evident, but I'm not going to buy into that. But I do, I do like the Bruins tonight, and uh, and I, I do think whoever wins this game does win the series. So obviously, I like the Bruins, but no, I'm not going to pay too much attention to the percentages. My last question for you, Andy Brickley, is just uh, about that that first line in general. I mean, Saturday they were uh, amazing. Uh, they struggled a little the other night. You know, what is it with those guys? Uh, I don't know what makes them tick. I do know that uh, when they've had bad games and, and bad games in a row, that they do get together and they figure it out and they change the way they're playing and, and they self-analyze and they're critical of their own game. But what I love about them the most is they know how good they are and they know how important they are. And in the biggest moments, and this will be one of them, is usually when they play their best. And that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a big game from those three as well as, you know, DeBrusque and Krejci. So they got to figure out that top five. You saw who scored for St. Louis when they needed to win game four, right? O'Reilly has a pair. Tarasenko, yep. Shen gets the open net. I mean, those are their guys. That's what I'm looking for tonight, and that's what I expect tonight from Boston. All right, well, let's get the rando dings in here. Um, what can we look forward to Nesson-wise tonight, Brick? Well, we're going to do an hour pregame, as I mentioned earlier. We'll be outside on Canal Street right in front of the fours. We've got a beautiful set there with the Hub of Causeway in the background. We'll do an hour. We'll do some uh, during that hour. We'll go inside, too, I think, up on the ninth floor. I don't think we have a fifth floor location for this game. I think it's all NBC there. But uh, we'll be inside. I think Dale and Billy will be inside. The rest of us will be outside. In between periods, you can go to Nesson uh, Facebook Live, I think it is, or Nesson.com. We do a little in-game analysis. We each take turns in between periods. I'll probably take the first. I think Barry will take the second. And then we'll have immediately following the game, we'll have live coverage of uh, of post-game, sound from the room. Jack will get an exclusive with Bruce Cassidy. So all good stuff. You want, me to, you, you want me to join your pregame? I'm available. <laughs> yeah, come on by. All right. I love having guests. I'll give you a little expert analysis. I've been there since the beginning. So, um, all right. Your insight is welcome. All right. All right, Brick. Always <laughs> awesome to talk to you, buddy. All right, fellas. All right. Thanks, okay. John. All right. Go Bees. All right. There yeah, he is. Andy, Andy Brickley. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.